How is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Thanks for streaming today's Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm here with my homie, Nathan Beagle, a.k.a. Nate Dog. We're breaking down Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Tips off today, which is Wednesday, June 8th. Uh, I believe it's a 9 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. So. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Why? We oh, gotta talk about nine how o'clock we out came east. To the, how we came to the East Coast, and they're telling me we're still gonna be at a nine nine p.m. Eastern time tip off. All right, it's gotta feel weird for the players too. I think I said this uh, um, for our NBA Finals preview, but I don't think Boston probably had a had a nine p.m. Eastern time game all season. I could definitely be wrong there, but it would have it would shock me if they did. There's no reason it would have been on TNT. There's no reason it would have been on ESPN, and they wouldn't do it just normally. So I don't. I don't know. But um, what you're saying it, is good. I like this. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's pick this part here. No for a rationale. I have no, 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 no. To because that to betting, it's just gonna piss me off because I don't want to stay up till midnight watching this game. No, but I, there is like an old NFL sharp system that like fades. West Coast teams playing primetime East Coast games because it's effectively like the body clock of Golden State is they're going to feel like they're playing a basketball game at midnight, right? Because it's three hours ahead, or am I saying that wrong? Or three hours behind? I think you're saying that wrong. They're going to feel like they're playing a game at 6 p.m. It, it, it's more normal for them. Oh, right. I am saying that stupidly. Because they, they probably, yeah, I feel like personally when, when you're talking about like the body and the rhythm. So maybe it's the East be, Coast teams going west to the prime time. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it would be easier for Golden State because Boston, like, dude, on an off night with kids, Jason Tatum's probably in bed by 10 p.m. Off night with kids? Hey, he's got Deuce there. Oh, my God. Deuce saying. has gotten... She's getting like Riley. He's getting Riley Curry level of coverage here. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Every dude, I'm seeing Instagram every time I open it up. What's Deuce up to pregame? I think there's a chance that Jason Tatum a could be a really good father and b go out and party and get a little weird after the games. I think both could be true. I think he also could probably afford a babysitter. So, sure, I'm not trying to diminish his fatherhood uh achievements but i don't know i i'm not gonna factor in that into his maturity and uh finals game readiness i actually don't have a jason tatum prop ready to go damn it i thought we were onto something there with the prime time uh the the nine o'clock tip off at least something that would help my boston pick so spoiler i'm picking boston in game three we'll talk about that in a second i thought you uncovered something sharp but maybe i'm just like now overthinking it no, I don't know. Just personal agenda, me having to stay up till midnight. <laughs> yeah, you're just upset because you're going to come into the insurance brokerage a little sluggish tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to be at yeah, exactly. Like the insurance world may not get great, a Nathan tomorrow. I don't <laughs> think I, anyone listens to it from there, so it don't matter. But I feel like a lot of your colleagues also like sports, so maybe it's just like the whole firm is going to take a shit tomorrow yeah everyone yeah i mean everyone's gonna st- i i know at least 10 people in, on our team that will stay up for this game so well we've 
kind of bullshit enough here, I think. Let's talk about the game itself. Actually, before we get into the game itself, all of our picks are based off the odds provided by our sponsor, Tipico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader that's live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. And you can also get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Uh, terms and conditions do apply, though, and you got to be 21 or older to game with Tipico. Please see Tipico's website for details. And also, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEW-JERSEY or 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Okay, so yes, it's Game 3 of the NBA Finals. The series is tied 1-1. Both teams have covered in their victories. The total split 1-1 to... Um, and right now, Boston is favored three and a half points. Uh, a little heavier juice in the Golden State Warriors. That's up to minus 112. The money line's plus 130 for Golden State, minus 160 for Boston. The over-unders, 212.5, which is down from the 213.5 um, game two total. There's heavy juice, heavier juice on the under, minus 115. Overs sitting at minus 107. Obviously, we should start off with the game itself. Uh, what side are you leaning on or uh, picking out right in this one? Yeah, so I think it's it's a pretty tough side. I think if I'm leaning to a side, it's going to be Boston. And I don't have a ton of reasoning because I don't love this number. So Boston has actually been, I believe they're 4-3 and three at home since the beginning of the Milwaukee series. And they haven't played outstandingly well at home whereas the Warriors were the second-best home team in the NBA during the regular season, so they clearly had the advantage when they were at the Chase Center. Um, I don't I don't have a ton on the game. I don't love the three-and-a-half. If anything, I would take Boston's money line. I would, If anything, I would take a money line value, I guess, because I anticipate this game being closer to a pick em. So uh, I think that probably gives some value in that mindset for the Warriors and the Warriors are going to have to win one in Boston. So I think they get one in the next two. Um, I would stay away from this side personally, and I would play a total because the total is where I think the value is. Gotcha. I'm going to take the Celtics minus three and a half. I'm thinking about getting down on this in a few ways, thinking about parlaying the Celtics money line with the over. I actually prefer the over in this one, maybe betting the over outright. And then the Boston Celtics minus three and a half. Uh, outright as well. I mean, we talked about this um, stretching back to the NFL season, but like the team that wins usually covers. So, you know, I yeah, and it's and that's especially true in the NBA playoffs because both games have been more than twelve. Yeah, and all these teams just chuck three pointers. So if like the the game tilts one way or the other, it usually gets out of hand. You know, with the three point shooting, and then you have. Um, if it gets down to it or it's close enough, you can have free throws, push it over. And that three and a half is kind of a you know a magic number, obviously, or a key number, right? So four makes it a two-possession game. Three keeps it a one-possession game. So um, obviously Celtics want to have a two-possession lead in the final seconds. Um, and the Warriors could hoist up a, a, a poor look at three. So I'm going to lean or I'm going to take the Celtics three and a half. Um, they're... They've been phenomenal after a loss. That's probably baked into the number. Everyone's talked about it, but they're 12-2 and 
um, against the number following the last 14 straight-up losses. In these playoffs, are 6-0 straight up and against the spread. They get a 15.5 margin of victory in those games. But and all I have actually three props and uh, two two uh, picks of the game. You know the Celtics and the over. And my props are, are for the most part correlated with my uh, game handicap. But I just don't think Draymond Green's gonna be allowed to do MMA in Game Three. So. <laughs> Like this guy, this guy is. Can I just get a Draymond Green to get ejected prop? I'm sure that's somewhere. Right. Like I can see him getting a technical in the first, I don't know, minute and a half. Right. I mean, Golden State had foul trouble or gotten a foul trouble quite often in the regular season. And like it seems, it seems as though Draymond has, and the Warriors have settled on the fact that Draymond needs to play kind of bully ball, needs to play with that edge even more so than usual. And I could just see, like every like the whole internet complained about the officiating um, in Game Two, and I can just see like the NBA referees, whoever the assignment, the referee assignment is, just giving Boston more calls now that the series is back in Boston. So I do think Draymond could get into foul trouble, which also plays into me um, taking the over because if he's not on the floor, their defense, the Warriors' defense, is much worse and. Um, and you know, foul trouble equals more free throws as well. Uh, the other thing though, I, I didn't even really watch that much of game two. Uh, I was kind of out and about. Um, so maybe you can correct any of my errors here, but it feels like Boston had mad, like fixable mistakes. They had a 23.4% non garbage time offensive turnover rate. And uh, golden state had a 10.4 offensive turnover rate, non garbage time. So it's just like, M.A. Udoka is going to make the adjustments. They're going to be, I think, um, they're they're going to turn the ball over a lot less. And Golden State is a team that likes to turn over the ball as well. So if Boston's defense is clicking, they could definitely force uh, Golden State into turnovers. And that pendulum could swing from Boston have a, having a much bigger offensive turnover rate to Golden State having a much bigger turn, offensive turnover rate in, in the third um in, in game three, and the one of the last points that I have on the game handicap, I have a few more, but like the Boston Celtics attempted three shots at the rim in game two. Like that is as easy as a coaching adjustment as you can make, right? Like the Boston head coach is pretty much going to call out their manhood in the locker room. Like you guys got to attack the basket. Like bottom line, you got to attack the basket. And so I think they're going to be more aggressive. They need to be more aggressive. And doing so will, will I think, uh, put the Warriors' defense uh, its back its backs against the wall. So that's like the first part of my handicap here. Do you have any holes to punch into that one? I know you're kind of lukewarm on the on the Celtics outright in this game. Yeah, I have no qualms with that take, and I like Boston to win outright. I guess my hesitation is more so with the over because I like the under. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit shocked given how long we've been doing this that you like the over more so because it is a pros Joe's situation and like on the pregame screen you have more uh more tickets coming in on the under 60% cash on the more tickets coming in on the over 60% cash coming in on the under and then on top of that <clears throat> so the this the Celtics haven't really been able to get to the Warriors offense yet so the Warriors have shot over 40% from deep in both the first two games. 
And that is something that they didn't do during the regular season. They were 36% during the regular season. And then when you look at anything that is comparable, the Mavericks had a, had a good defensive rating. The Nuggets were, they weren't very good defensively, but then when you look at, so the, the closest thing you can compare to the Celtics, their speed, their length would have been the Grizzlies. And when you look at what the Warriors did on the road versus the Grizzlies, they scored 117 once, but then the other two games, they scored 95 and one at one. So it's not like they were necessarily putting up points on a similar opponent, similar level of defensive talent um, so far in this postseason. So I'm not sure why I would think that they're necessarily going to blast 110 off in this game. Also, um, if it were to load here, but uh, Boston had the league's fourth best opponent's field goal percentage when they're at home. And then they also ranked in the top half of the league in three point field goal percentage holding its opponents when it's at TD garden to under 35% from three. Um, like I said, I expect Boston to bounce back. I expect them to win this game. I don't expect Oregon state to be able to put up 105 or 110 like they have been. I expect a little bit of a regression, especially Stephen Curry hasn't necessarily, Stephen Curry is Stephen Curry. He's great. He put up what 34 in game one and then 29 in game two. I'm not sure we see him hit his prop either here. I think probably see some more Clay Thompson involvement, some more Jordan, Jordan Poole involvement. So uh, I, I would prefer the under here, not necessarily anything because of what uh, Boston suffers offensively, but more because I think Golden State hasn't been great on the road against good opponents this uh, postseason. Uh, gotcha. Uh, the, the one thing that I would say, I don't know if you're a trends based player at all, or even, I don't know, factor them in your handicaps. Golden state is 12 and six to the over as road underdogs this year with a plus 4.3 margin on that total. Um, it's, you know, trends. So it's, it's lacking a little bit of context, but, um, I do think the pace of this series is going to pick up. It picked up from game one to two. And these teams like to chuck three pointers. So if either one of them are hot, you know this 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 we can get one team and in, in with around 120 like Boston in game one, and almost yeah. whatever the other team does, you're probably going to cash an over there. You know, like well, I I guess that's not fair, but you know what I'm saying. You got to still get 100 points, but it's it's a lot more doable the over if one team is connecting on threes. And honestly, there's just so much like positive regression or progression, I guess, due for the other offensive players in the series, right? Like Tatum's been inconsistent, but Jalen Brown has been, has been whack, right? He should be better in Boston. Really everyone in Boston played terribly in game two. I think they'll, oh, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Derek White will, will shoot a little bit better from the field in game three in Boston. And like Clay Thompson is not going to be bad. Uh, every game this series. Yeah, what the four for nineteen or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Like, and if 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 Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are hitting threes, like it's gonna be impossible to to to, to defend the Warriors. And then Jordan Poole is just gonna get one on one looks, and he'll be able to do his thing. But I mean the 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 sharp side of the market appears to be on the um on the under. So I hear you there. Um, but I think both defenses have cause for concern in this one. There, Robert Williams probably isn't going to play. I mean, he's not going to play very much, and that's actually one of the props that I have. I'm going under um, five and a half rebounds for Robert Williams. 
Um, this guy has got four rebounds per game in the finals, and he's playing just 19 minutes per game in the finals. Everyone knows he's injured. He's dealt with injuries since the since the end of the regular season. He's missed a couple playoff games. And I think Boston trying to speed it up to get its offense better looks is going to kind of keep Robert Williams off the floor. I mean, he, they, they can't speed it up with him with a knee injury, right? So I am looking at uh, Robert Williams under, or that is one of the props that I'm taking under five and a half rebounds. But back to the total, I like the over because, yeah, Robert Williams, he's their second best defensive player by on-off net rating in the playoffs and I think in the regular season. And not having him out there is going to obviously make Boston's defense a, a, a lot less scary. And if Draymond gets into foul trouble, um, that's going to keep him off the floor and Golden State's defense becomes a lot easier to score on. Um, and yeah, I do think both teams have numerous offensive players that could bounce back from terrible games. So, and just like if the pace does pick up with these three point shooting, um, I think the over two twelve and a half could cash. But if this game gets lopsided one way or the other, then that's just a nightmare for the total. That's that's pretty much what happened in in, in game two. In fact. Um, and that's and, what happened in a lot of these Golden State Warriors ones that I was kind of mentioning. They scored mm-hmm. 95. Well, I'm pretty sure the over still hit there because it was 95 to 134. The other game was 101-106, so I doubt the over hit there. But that's kind of the point is sometimes when a team, it just it kind of also matters how hot and how competitive it stays for that stretch of one team just blowing the other out. So officially, <clears throat> you are – Leaning to the Celtics money line, but you like the under two twelve and a half, right? Yep. Okay. My, my under will be the under will probably be the only thing I personally play, but I would I would certainly favor the minus three and a half because I don't think I would even like because the money line value would be like what like minus one seventy five or minus one eighty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would play that. I would play the Ooh. I would play the Celtics spread, and then I would also take the under. Right now, on Tipico, it's one sixty. So you think it, you think the line goes up, or you you were just guessing off the top of your head? Oh, I was just guessing off the top of my head. Gotcha. I okay. I don't like betting a three point spread in an NBA game because, like you said, all the reasons above, they're gonna foul if it's three and a half, and just hope they miss two free throws if it's that at the very end of the game. So yeah, I lost a couple games in the regular season with a team heaving up a three-pointer inside of down four inside of like five seconds left, it being an air ball and some guy just standing right there for uh, uh, a layup at the end of regulation and then like the plus two and a half caches. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. I've gotten the benefit of that a couple times, so I can't just, you know, I'm not saying it's only a bad beat um, in my uh, against me. I've, I've gotten lucky there, but... That's also like kind of the argument for just taking Boston minus one sixty because I am, I am very confident they they do win this game outright. And really, like if you are confident, then you should just lay the juice probably. So yeah. uh, that's what I end up I doing. Do. But I I do have like a running bet slip and NBA podcast record, which is not very good. But I do try to keep the bets that I make in between like plus one ten and minus one fifteen, just so it's like pretty like even with the record you know what i mean yeah so it's like if if you see that like i was like 31 games above 500 in the regular season it's mostly a minus 110 odds like i'm not 31 games laying minus 190 right because then your roi really isn't that good and it's like a phony record but 
Uh, enough of that. I, I so my, yeah, my official picks on the game. I'm going Celtics minus three and a half and over two twelve and a half. And I don't know. It's good that we disagree on the on, on the total. You know, we agree. I feel like too much in this in this um, podcast, and it is organic agreement. We're not just like whatever. I don't know where we we come up with these handicaps independently. So one of us will win on the total. That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least someone will come back a winner. Yeah, yeah, we don't all have to. Or we both don't sound stupid in the next podcast. At least for these player props, I'm pretty sure we probably don't have the same ones. Uh, yeah, you never know. You said you, but your only official play would be the under. So, you're are these props more lean, or what are you thinking? No, I would play a couple of these props. I kind of just meant game game specific. So, uh, okay. so what's your first? I'll prop? go ahead and dive into a couple of these props. So, I think this is a Marcus Smart bounce back game, and that kind of helps your. Uh, it helps your total. Oh, it no. helps your Celtics play. It helps. I have you Marcus Smart a- prop. What do you? What did you oh take? What did you take? I got points over thirteen and a half. Okay, I went assists. All right, so Marcus Smart involvement. <clears throat> so, um, my kind of rationale is behind this. So even when Marcus Smart hasn't hit this number at home, he's been far more involved. He's been far better. So he's hit double digits. Reminder: This is a thirteen point five. He's hit double digits in all seven home games. He missed two of the Celtics' nine home games. And he's topped 13 and a half in four of those seven games. And he's also launched at least six threes. I know he's not a great three-point shooter, but he's launched six threes in five of those seven games as well. He had two points in game two. He didn't play a ton. They've been opting to play Derek White more. I think Smart gets the start. I think he plays well. I think he gets at least 14. I think it's a good bounce back situation for him. And I think he's more aggressive and better at home. And he's hit, like I said, double digits every time he's been on that line. And honestly, with props, all I can really ask is that you you take, you look at the game, you take the odds. And then, I mean, if he's hit double digits every time, he's going to be right around there. And if he can get those late game minutes, he, he should be able to hit it. Yeah, dude. So in game two, basketball reference does like a, a game score for every player, every game. And Marcus Smart had a minus 3.3 game score. Like, it was tied with his worst performance of the year. The only other one was also a minus 3.3 when they played Phoenix. So, I mean, two quality teams, but, I mean, two disastrous games. But same type of logic. I just more or less expect a bounce-back performance from Marcus Smart. He has – I'm taking over 5.5 assists, which is actually plus 115 right now. Um, So, plus money payout. Um, but he's went over five and a half assists in nine of his 17 playoff appearances in this postseason. Um, he had eight assists in each regular season game against Golden State this year. He's went over five and a half assists in three straight regular season meetings with Golden State. And I was uh, mentioning earlier in the, in the Celtics minus three and a half handicap how I felt like they had a lot of fixable mistakes. And I think they're going to you know, lean on Marcus Smart to help fix those mistakes. And what I mean by that is is the turnovers and, and the, the poor shot selection. I think I think Marcus Smart is gonna do his best to uh perform like a traditional like floor general point guard. And I think he's the uh the, the Boston coaching staff is gonna have him try and get Jalen Brown better looks, Al Horford more looks, even a, a Grant Williams who I'll talk about in a second or a or even a Derek White. So I think he's going to be passing the ball a little bit more. And, and 
Steph Curry is Smart's primary defender. Um, I don't think Steph Curry is a horrible defender, but I also don't think he's going to necessarily lock up Marcus Smart. So I think Marcus Smart will be able to kind of move around, and um, and I and I do think they're going to focus on on not turning over the ball as much. And he, he got to we got to be getting him at a low point with both these props since he was really he really played the worst game of his of his season in game two. It was, it was atrocious. So him being at home and the bounce back, I think, are two things that are the strongest aspects of this handicap. Yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead and kind of dive into my second prop. So I got yeah. my – so I have three official plays. I'm going to go the under, Marcus Smart's over points, and I actually also like Jordan Poole's over in assists. And I think this kind of comes because eventually – you're going to send doubles. You're going to send, I don't even care, triple teams at Steph Curry. Steph Curry has 63 points this series. The next closest is Tatum with 41, uh, Jalen Brown with 40. So Poole should be able to get more involved. And Poole has turned into a far better playmaker this whole season. So he's had three assists in nine of 18 games, but it's kind of similar to Smart. He has three or more assists in six of seven road games. So he's been better on the road and he doesn't have a single game without an assist this postseason. He has one game with one assist. So considering he hasn't played 30 minutes yet, um, their backcourt's pretty loaded. I think he gets more time. I think they're going to need the playmaking, especially if Thompson continues his struggles. Um, so I like Jordan Poole to get a little more involved in the playmaking side. And I like the over two and a half for his assist total. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't really have anything to add or push back with. I don't. I don't hate it. It's my take. Nay. Hey. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So my I have three props. My second prop. Uh, first one, obviously, Marcus Smart over five and a half assists uh, plus money. This next one, I'm going under, and I already talked about it. Um, so I'm just going to refresh you guys. I'm going under five and a half rebounds for uh, Robert Williams, and it's just mostly because he's not he's not healthy. I mean, it's heavy. There's more juice on the under. It's minus one eighteen. The over is minus one hundred eight. Again, he's averaging four rebounds per game, and the finals nineteen minutes per game. I mean, all the the Boston stands and the media have pointed out how unhealthy he is. And I, again, I do think Boston does try to pick up the pace, and I'm expecting more Grant Williams um, in this game to both frustrate uh, Draymond Green possibly, and just to, like have another floor spacer who can hit threes out there for Boston. So, uh, spoiler on my next prop, I'm going to be looking at Grant Williams points, but what's another prop you got? Those were, you can go ahead and hit that one. Those were my two props I liked a lot. So I actually wrote on props for Sportsbook Wire and the other two props I gave out were, uh, is it published yet? Under, huh? Is it published yet? Yeah. Yeah. So this is published. So the other two props I gave out were, uh, Looney under eight and a half rebounds. I I just don't think this one's gonna be Looney's game. He doesn't he already doesn't play a ton and um he's only gone over that six times in eighteen games. I know he's more involved, but I don't I just don't think he gets the minutes to see nine boards. And then my other one was uh Tatum over five and a half assists. He had thirteen in game one and it served the Celtics better when he was the primary playmaker. Obviously, Horford was knocking down everything. Derek White went off uh so he's hit that in five of nine games, so in five of nine home games. So those are my two other sides. So Tatum over assists and Looney under rebounds. But uh, 
My official plays are going to be Jordan Poole over two and a half assists, Marcus Smart over 13 and a half points, and then the under 212. Well, I mean, I like your strategy in correlating these props, at least on the Boston side. I can't, I don't know if there's much of a correlation between Poole and Looney, but like if Tatum's dishing the ball pretty well, you think Marcus Smart would be a benefactor of that. So I like that yeah. correlation. I feel somewhat opposite, but I'm, I'm also not going to play over Tatum points. I'm, I just think Marcus Smart does a little more ball handling, but I don't, I don't hate your analysis. Um, hope shit. Hopefully all of it happens. It would be kind of crazy if Smart and Tatum both get over six assists, but hey, crazier things have happened, right? And they're not huge numbers to clear. Um, but, yeah, it's not like 13 assists for Chris Paul and then six for Booker or something, you know? Yeah. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, and then my final prop here, I'm going Grant Williams over five and a half points. I mean, that's correlated to Robert Williams' uh, health as well. He actually, and and so Robert Williams missed the final seven games of the regular season. Williams, I think, started three of those games, but he averaged 8.9 points per game in those seven regular season games. He's went over five and a half points in five of the seven playoff games Robert Williams has missed. And I thought this was an interesting stat. So I think Grant Williams is going to be assigned to like annoy Draymond Green, get under Draymond Green's skin, right? I do think um, he also, you know, he can play better in space and transition because he's healthier than Robert Williams and he's a floor spacer. And that also adds to the reason that he could be in the game. But I do think he'll be out there to, to, to frustrate Draymond Green. And this stat I thought was crazy. Grant Williams is shooting 90% from the free throw line. So, like, if I mean, it's only five and a half points. If he gets uh, a couple unnecessary or goofy fouls on Draymond Green, like, I mean, he's he's at least going to hit three of, the four th- um, three of the four free throws, you would think, and he needs one more three to clear that five and a half points. I mean... I don't know. I really like this prop because, again, I, I I don't see how Robert Williams got much healthier in between games two and three, um, and and uh, Robert or Grant Williams is an effective shooter and uh, does a bunch of different things offensively for Boston. So I really like his over five and a half points. Uh, my other two props are over Marcus Smart five and a half assists, under Robert Williams five and a half rebounds. My game picks are over two twelve and a half, and Celtics minus three and a half. Nine games below five hundred um, in the NBA playoffs. I am so I gotta I gotta kind of get lucky here to break out uh, to break even. But just refresh the listeners on your uh, official picks before we peace. Yeah, so my official picks are going to be Marcus Smart over thirteen and a half points, Jordan Poole over two and a half assists and then the under 212.5 points kind of ironic since i want two overs and then two over player props and an under but uh i, I like them all all right cool well uh best of luck to you guys whether you fade or follow us if you are a listener in new jersey or colorado please check out typical sportsbook and you can um use our um sign up link at usadaybet.com slash podcast to get um, a, a promotional bonus. I'm um, looking at the future schedule of the NBA Finals. We might be able to connect uh, for Game 5. I'm not sure about Game 4, but we'll be talking to you again before the end of the NBA Finals to give you guys a, another breakdown, at least one more breakdown. Uh, what do you say, Nate? We can pencil that in, right? 
Yeah, we can pencil something for <clears throat> sure. We uh, especially if it goes seven, we'll definitely be around for game six and game seven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the clinch games we will have a podcast out for. So, uh, and probably the the pivotal game five. So, you, bottom line, you'll we hear from us again. Game four might skip game four. We'll I, I can almost guarantee I will not be available for game four. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see. Actually, we'll see. I'm not going to. Best of luck to you guys. We'll be a fader. Follow us. Peace. See ya. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.